pick up any newspaper, watch cable news channels, surf internet news websites. It's all yesterday's news today. You need tomorrow's news today. You need Trends Vision 2020 now with Gerald Salente. Welcome to Trend Vision 2020, your money and your life. I'm Doug Grunther with the publisher of the Trends Journal and world-leading trend forecaster, Gerald Solenti. On our podcast this evening, war with Iran, war with Venezuela, how about a coffee war is brewing? And if you're against war, the media is against you. And finally, fly the friendly skies. But no joking allowed. <laughs> Gerald, let's get rolling. What happened in the markets today? Oh, well, you know, those trade wars. What do you expect? Everything has the trade wars are going on. So the Nikkei is down. Gold is down. Bitcoin is down. But everybody's up. Yes, that's <laughs> trade war baloney. Dow jumps more than 200 points post three-day winning streak. You know why? Boosted by banks and Walmart. <clears throat> so, you know what we kept saying? Corporate earnings, cheap money, hmm. low interest rates, stock buybacks, the trade war, minimal, minimal damage. So the markets are going to go up for a while. Oil, oil went up because Middle East tensions are rising mm -hmm. as well. <clears throat> Here we go. Oil prices jumped as much as 2% on Thursday as tensions in the Middle East grew with Saudi-led coalition launching airstrikes in retaliation for recent attacks on its oil infrastructure. Several airstrikes on the Houthi-held capital Sana'a in Yemen on Thursday. After, here is how the propagandists keep selling hate and... That was bullshit! <laughs> After the Iranian-aligned... Movement claim responsibility for drone attacks on two Saudi oil pumping stations earlier this week. Saudi Arabia's deputy defense minister accused Iran of ordering the drone attack. And we should believe everything that the Saudis tell us. Hey, what happened to that guy, Khashoggi? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So anyway, they are aligning the drone strike with Iran, keep pumping up the hate Iran story and the other point of it being is that the Saudis could go into a foreign country just like Americans and bomb it into oblivion the world's worst humanitarian crisis and that's okay you don't hear the media talking about that so that's what oil prices gold gold went down because the dollar went up, dollar keeps getting stronger, the Chinese yuan keeps going down. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of pressure. U.S. housing data showed home building increased more than expected in April, while unemployment benefits fell more than expected. And here's the big story. Investors expect rate cuts by year's end, despite data, meaning the strong data. So, hey... I guess they're reading the Trends Journal <laughs> and tuning into Trend Vision 2020 because we've been saying this for a long time, several months as a matter of fact, and I just read to you last week the CNBC study survey that showed chief financial offices expected only 2% of them expected the Fed to lower rates, so they're going to lower rates 
to keep the economy going. And if you want to be uh, ahead of the curve and read history before it happens, like on rates, subscribe to the Trends Journal. Go to trendsjournal.com. Now, uh, we have an interesting global story here. Gerald, you've been saying the business of China's business, the business of America's war. Australia's front runner for prime minister extends a hand to China. What's going on here? Well, it's an election. And a guy will do anything like anybody else does that's running for election to get votes. And what does that mean in Australia? Well, if I'm prime minister, this guy Bill shortened, yeah, shortened brain and shortened you-know-what-else, I welcome the rise of China in the world, he said in a post on the Chinese social media platform WeChat that has been aimed at Australia's 1.2 million voters of Chinese descent. Ah. Yeah. Another little clown. Boy, they have one election after another over there in Australia and a bunch of jerks running the show in a country near you. It never changes. He added that he saw China not as a strategic threat, but as a strategic opportunity. And speaking of China doing business, Gerald, you were one of the first to call the big coffee trend back in the 90s, That's right? That's right, the National Coffee Association. I was a keynote speaker. Yeah. Well, now China is going to challenge Starbucks. They have a company called Luckin Coffee. It's valued more than $2 billion, and they start trading in the U.S. this week. Yep, and it's going to keep growing because the Chinese population is growing richer and richer and changing their tastes. Here we go. China pins hopes on wobbly consumer. The middle class is 400 million strong. Mm. And so, yes, and it goes back to the fellow over here running for prime minister of Australia. Australia. And one after another, as I keep saying, the business of China is business. The business of America is war. And they're going to be infiltrating more and more in a country near you. Well, let's follow the war effort because three U.S. officials told the New York Times that intelligence photographs showing missiles being loaded onto boats by Iran's Revolutionary Guard is behind the escalating tensions. How dare that they put missiles on their boats when the United States is bringing in these war fleets right next to Iran. How dare they do that? Oh, and that's an act of war in wanting to protect yourself as a foreign nation that's traveling how many thousands of miles? With aircraft carriers. Yeah. Could they imagine if the Chinese, if the Iranians were off the coast of uh, Virginia or California <laughs> or the Gulf of Mexico? Oh, the United States wouldn't do anything. We'd say, welcome. Glad you're here. All right. Well, some good news from the U.S. ambassador uh, to Israel because he is quoted as saying, Israel is on the side of God. That yeah. sounds like a good story. Yep, this is uh, Israel, our, our ambassador, David Friedman. He said, it's a secret weapon that not too many countries have. So all of a sudden, this is U.S. policy that God is on the side of Israel. Everybody else's God doesn't count because after all, I guess the chosen people, or they choose the, the only God. You know, this is terrible. And again, what would Pompeo say about this? Yeah, he believes in the Christian rapture. Yeah, so I mean, 
bringing God into this, you know, what's his name? Little Chucky Schumer, our, uh, <laughs> our, our senator over here, he said, you know why the Palestinians were having a problem with him? Because they don't believe in the Torah. I'm not making that up. You have to be making I'm that up. I'm not making it up. Oh. So anyway, that's the, that's the ridiculous stuff going on, and this clown is our ambassador. All right, well, for what it's worth, I got bar mitzvahed, and I don't want to see any war in the Middle East. How's mm -hmm. that? Um, more young voters are turning to the right in Europe, Gerald, uh, where it, as it seems in the United States, most millennials, uh, over 50% don't believe in capitalism anymore. They seem to be pushing the, trying to push the party left. But in Europe, it's the exact opposite. Young people are getting involved in politics and what they're pushing they everything then? to the right. Well, for example, in Belgium, the leading candidate is an ultra-right party member. He's 26 years old. In France, the head of the far-right national uh, rally slate is 23 years old. In Denmark, the lead candidate for the right-wing party there is 29 years old. And... Um, the trend could have major implications for parliamentary elections later this month. Well, let's look at what's going on over there. It's more than just immigration. That's a big issue. But nobody talks about why you have all these immigrants. It couldn't be because of the Syrian war, the Libyan war, the Afghan war, the uh, Iraq war, the Somalia war, the Sudan war, one war after another, and people leaving, and also the poverty. And when again, when Gaddafi was before the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner, Obama got rid of him... Uh, what happened there was Gaddafi wouldn't let him go through Libya. So anyway, immigration's one issue, but you know what the other one is? Global inequality. Mm -hmm. Anti-establishment, one after another. And I'll tell you, you know what these, these kids, because they're so young, according to the New York Times, I bet the Russians have gotten hold of them <laughs> and they're telling them what to do. Yeah. Because here's the deal. The combined fortunes of the world's 26 richest individuals reached $1.4 trillion mm. last year. That equals half the world wealth of half the world's population. In other words, they have more wealth than half the world's population of 3.8 billion. 26 people have as much wealth as 3.8 billion, and they call these right-wing and populist movements and anti-establishment movements. But you're right, nothing like that's going on in America. And speaking of violence, here is a headline, Violence in Sudan Derails Power Sharing Agreement. Wait a minute, I have one here. What's that from, the toilet paper record? This is from the New York Times. Okay, and I have one from the Financial Times, same day, Thursday, 16 May 2019, Sudan Army agrees move to civilian rule after Bashir's ousting. So it's really happened over here. They're on hold and taking a 72-hour, 76-hour break. But what's important about this is that the people will not give up. They're camping out in front of the military. Yeah. Thousands, yeah, the thousands of protesters, yep. yeah. And the people are not giving up because you know why? They know that if they relent, the same thing is going to happen what happened during the Arab Spring. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to keep fighting this, and they're not going to stop. And who knows? Maybe we'll have peace in the Sudan. All right. Well, U.S. has halted flights to and from Venezuela. The Trump administration is banning flights. And you know who suffers? Once again, the poor. Because it turns out that a lot of Venezuelans living in the United States send medicine and money to their impoverished uh, relatives through it by air aircraft. And now they can't send them anymore. Yeah, and you know why? Because the United States banned all air transport with Venezuela on Wednesday over security concerns. Yep. That's right. Cons yeah. 
It's economic warfare launched by the United States, so they're going to do everything they can to overthrow the Maduro government. We'll see what happens next. All right. Now, we talked about two candidates running for president who are totally anti-war, anti-interventionalism, anti-regime change. One of them is Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from Hawaii. She is getting very cold treatment from the American media. What's Examples, going on? the Washington Post, uh, they list Gabbard's anti-interventionalism as a factor that hurts her electability, even though they showed no proof. And Stephen Colbert, the hero of a lot of young uh, leftist-leaning folks because he attacks Trump every night, when Tulsi Gabbard appeared on his show yep. and said we shouldn't be fomenting regime change, we should be staying out of other people's business, you yep. know what Colbert said? No. He said, well... Um, the Russians and the Chinese will fill the vacuum if that will destabilize the world because the United States, however flawed, is a force for good in the world. What a little stupid jerk. And he's a comic. And that's how stupid America has become that they quote a moronic little lowlife piece of garbage comic and talking about America bringing peace, you little piece of crap. And there's the other thing. Do you know most Americans don't know what's going on in Venezuela? Right. They don't know what's going on in Iran. And that's why the media doesn't want her on there. Because they're not talking about it. And when they do talk about it, they sell hate and they pump up little pieces of garbage like this Colbert crap. All right. Well. Uh, oh, and, and talking about that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. Go on. All right. Presidential reality yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, Biden is expanding his lead over rivals for the 2020 U.S. presidential nomination despite lack of support from millennials. And this goes to your point that despite the fact that in 2020 millennials will be the largest voting bloc, they don't have the power yet. And um, it looks, I don't see how Biden gets, doesn't get the nomination. The, DN, the Democratic National Committee wants him. The media wants him. I don't see how they stop them. Well, the poll released on Wednesday found 29% of Democrats and independents said they would all vote for Biden in a state nominating contest. That's up from 24%. And you talked about how those uh, millennials don't like them. Guess what? <laughs> those millennials aged 18 to 37 who favored U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont over Biden. 18% to 16%. So it's, it's even, even among millennials. It's a 2% gap. All right. Well, one reason millennials <clears throat> might want to rise up and be counted because forgiveness of student debt remains elusive. Few loans have been erased by the federal program that sought to draw people into certain professions. And you could thank <clears throat> Joe Biden for that one. I remember when he was uh, Senator Biden all through the late 90s and pushing it into the early 2000s. They pushed through bankruptcy laws that does not allow you to claim bankruptcy. So all of you people that have really saddled with that $1.5 trillion of college debt and you're never going to get out of it for the rest of your life, don't forget to vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> well, as long as you're making a joke, uh, be careful what you joke about on an airplane because a man got kicked off a Southwest flight for a vodka joke. What's going on? Well, here's what happened. This unnamed passenger was escorted off the flight because what they, this flight was delayed for like two hours. They're sitting in a plane, two or three hours. So the, the <clears throat> stewardess comes around and starts passing out water. So the guy said to her, he said, uh, wow, I hope that's vodka because we've been sitting here for so long. She said, yeah, it's vodka. 
He took a taste. He said, hey, it isn't vodka. So she went up and she called security. And then what <laughs> happened? I'm not making this stuff up. Three deputies, these tough guys. They came on and they escorted this guy off the plane. And the person who's reporting this, this guy was sitting between him and his wife on the plane. He said, quote, I stood up and told the officer that the flight attendant started all the trouble and other people shouted that the man did nothing wrong. Well, but that's what this country is coming yeah. to. It's Puritan 2.0 and it's pure stupidity. Everybody's so uptight, they forgot to laugh, forgot to have a good time. So watch what you say, no jokes allowed. <laughs> Fly the friendly skies. All right, Gerald, well, we want to encourage our audience to send us questions and comments. By the way, send us jokes, too. We won't kick you off any planes. <laughs> you send your comments and you send your questions to TrendVision2020 at TrendsResearch.com. And to read history before it happens, subscribe to the Trends Journal at TrendsJournal.com. Join us next week for more TrendVision 2020. And remember... When you subscribe to the Trends Journal, it's the only magazine in the world where you will read history before it happens.